welcome to the Julius Bear Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 6th of December, with me, Bernadette Anderko. Today, we're going to be joined on the show by Dario Messi. He's going to provide an update on what's going on in the bond markets and tell us why some emerging market bonds are back in favour. But first, we're going to get the highlights of the latest markets action with Roman Canciani. Good morning, Roman. Good morning, Bernadette. So, what an incredibly busy day for markets yesterday. I mean, first we had uh, Moody's cutting its outlook on China, and then Elizabeth Schnabel of the uh, European Central Bank saying that the slowdown in inflation in Europe was remarkable. And finally, the first of this week's batch of US labour market reports showing that US job openings are back to levels last seen in early 2021. What do the markets make of all of this? Well, yes, uh, it was certainly a bit of a roller coaster ride for investors yesterday. Markets started on a weak footing following the announcement by Moody's that it had downgraded the outlook for Chinese sovereign debt to negative, citing the growing debt levels in the world's second largest economy. Uh, Mrs. Schnabel's comments on slowing inflation in Europe then triggered a sharp move lower in European government bond yields. The point here is that Isabel Schnabel is known as a hawk, meaning that she is, or she was until now, one of the most outspoken officials at the European Central Bank when it came to pointing out the need for higher interest rates in Europe to rein in inflation. And as a result, uh, markets have now brought forward expectations for a rate cut in Europe to March 2024. And 10-year benchmark yields across European government uh, bonds are around 10 10 basis points lower today than they were yesterday morning. Okay, so uh, what about the US figures yesterday? Uh, Well, yes, uh, we had the first of three labor market reports uh, this week that will shed some light on the employment situation in the US. And the so-called Scholz report, which uh, tracks the number of specific job openings in the US by industry, delivered a much lower number than expected. According to the report, there were 8.7 million new job openings in October, compared to expectations for a number closer to 9.3 million. And that the lowest level since March 2021. The release of this figure only added uh, to the bond rally uh, kicked off by Mrs. Schnabel yesterday morning, and currently the US 10-year Treasury yield is at 419, about seven basis points lower than yesterday morning. Yeah, that's uh, rather low indeed, isn't it? Because I think just a few weeks ago, 10-year yields were still close to 5%, weren't they? Yes, absolutely. And after the strong bond rally over the past weeks, it's no surprise that investors ask themselves how much longer the rapid fall of government bond yields can continue. And two heavyweights of the industry, Allianz Chief Economic Advisor Mohamed El Erian and industry giant BlackRock, both said yesterday that they believe that markets have overreacted to the latest data and that they would avoid chasing the rally at this stage. But we have Dario on the show in a minute uh, to share his views there. Indeed, we do. So um, let's change the asset class then and uh, speak about stocks. Yes, of course. Well, apart from London, all the major stock markets in Europe enter the day in a positive territory with the German DAX, probably the most cyclical market in Europe, uh, closing at an all-time high, driven higher by Mrs. Schnabel's comments on inflation, which are essentially seen as taking another rate hike in Europe off the table for now. Actually, markets are now pricing in five quarter point rate cuts over the coming year in Europe. 
On the negative side, we had Barclays shares, uh, which ended the day 2.5% lower on news that Qatar's sovereign wealth fund had sold almost half of its stake in the company, which it had held for some 15 years. And also Nokia, which fell 6% after losing out to Ericsson uh, in a bid to modernize AT&T's US mobile network. In the US, equity markets were essentially range-bound. Uh, the S&P 500 index closed today little changed uh, with tech outperforming the rest by a margin and energy and materials underperforming. Moving on from the US, what about news in Asia overnight? Well, yes, in terms of economic data, there is little news to report except for the surprisingly weak figures from Australia, where the economy grew by just 0.2% quarter on quarter, that is from July into September this year, versus expectations of 0.5%. It seems that the consumer is suffering in the face of high borrowing costs there and higher prices. In terms of market action, the picture is actually quite benign, with the entire region trading in the green this morning. Japan's Nikkei is leading the gainers, having closed up 2%, and Australia is also up 1.65% despite the poor growth figures. And India's Nifty 50 index has added to yesterday's gains uh, as it markets uh, value past uh, 4 trillion US dollar mark for the first time. This market is on the verge of overtaking Hong Kong in terms of market capitalization if the rally continues a little further. Okay, thanks for that, Roman. Um, And perhaps you'd finish off with what's uh, on the cards for investors today. Well, yes, this week is all about uh, the U.S. labor market, and today we'll get the latest ADP employment change figures, and I'm pretty sure this number will get a lot of attention after yesterday's job openings report. Elsewhere, the Bank of England will release its biannual stability report on the U.K. financial sector and uh, accompany that with a press conference. And we already had the latest German factory orders out for October, uh, which came in this morning much lower than expected, at minus 3.5%. 7% month on month. Uh, expectations were more for a number around zero there. And uh, finally, the futures board is pointing to a higher open in the US this afternoon, at least for now. That's it from me. Thank you very much for bringing us uh, the latest market news today, Roman. Thank you very much. So now it's time to look at the bond markets. And uh, Dario Messi is back with us this week. Good morning, Dario. Good morning, Bernadette. So first of all, uh, for those who remember the 80s, there was a famous song called uh, The Only Way Is Up. Uh, But for bond yields, the opposite seems to be true at the moment. It seems the only way is down. So what's happening, Dario? Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, Roman said it, the the 10-year US Treasury yield dropping below 4.2%. Remember, not too long ago, we saw that the headlines that we reached this scary 5%. Now, I would say there are are several drivers here at the moment. Uh, Certainly, um, we discussed it before as well. This repricing of central bank easing expectations play quite an important role, uh, more recently especially. Um, what we basically see is this kind of front-loading, so with the market now really seeing rate cuts already in the first half or even first quarter of next year uh, for both the Fed and the ECB. Um, this also coincides then with some good fundamental data, uh, good for bond investors, I mean here, it started with relatively low inflation readings uh, for October, uh, some three weeks ago or, or so. Um, but also other survey-related data show how the, the economy is actually cooling. And well, uh, the labor market as well, Roman mentioned it before with the job openings number, uh, the latest impulse in that regard. Also here, this fear of a wage price spiral is coming down. 
Um, let's see if this will also be confirmed then uh, over the next two days with the next labor market data out of the US. Okay, so I guess that's a welcome development for those already invested. But has it already gone too far for those who haven't bought bonds yet? Yes, definitely a welcome uh, development. In fact, it doesn't feel like it. But if you uh, look at the performance data, this year is actually on track to end with positive returns for most bond markets. Um, now, if you ask me, did it go too far? Short term, maybe yes. Uh, this also opens the door for some setbacks here. Uh, for example, next week, we, we might get some pushback uh, from the Fed or also ECB officials on uh, too optimistic rate cut expectations now. And we uh, as well think rate cuts are definitely in for next year, but could still be a story for, for at least the second half of the year. So slightly too aggressive what the market started to price in, in our view. Having said this, medium term, the, the direction is still right. We are at restrictive levels here. And as soon as the macro backdrop allows, we will settle for lower levels uh, from here. So from that perspective, we also think it is still fine to lock in current uh, yield levels and partly also with longer maturities. Okay, so in terms of your calls, then, I guess the recommendation to buy quality names remains in focus. But um, added to that, I believe you also upgraded emerging market hard currency bonds to overweight this week. Perhaps you could fill us in on some details then, Dario. Yes, sure. Um, it, it's not only about the lower yield uh, levels in the US and the possible scenarios of soft landing there. It's certainly supportive, but it's not the only reason. Um, our LATAM specialists, uh, they, they see some momentum in the region, uh, growth settles back into pre-COVID levels. So after this recovery, we don't see a big slump kicking in. Um, still good uh, commodity export revenues for the regions or for some countries at least. And also inflation coming down as well there. So an easing cycle can continue there. And well, with a lot of time on overweight, our colleagues in Asia are still fine with the higher quality part of the Asian credit kind of uh, overcompensating this ongoing China worries, uh, we decided it makes sense to, to upgrade the entire emerging market hard currency complex back to overweight. Okay, thanks very much for that, Dario. And thanks for being on the show today. It's lovely to have you back. Thank you, Bernadette. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and, of course, you for listening. Don't forget to join us again tomorrow when Helen Freer will be back hosting more of our experts to guide you through what's moving markets. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.